Blog Talk Radio. everyone, this is Deb with Media Night Radio. As everyone knows, we welcome to the airwaves audition teacher Craig Wallace. Craig is a 20-year industry professional who has coached many stars on the audition process and how to successfully land a role. After years of being a development executive at United Artists and Universal Studios, Craig saw firsthand why certain actors booked the jobs consistently, so he created the Wallace Audition Technique. This developing system, Craig has trained many actors that have gone on to highly successful careers in movies, television, and commercials. Additionally, Craig has written a book titled The Best of You, Winning Auditions Your Way. Be sure to visit his website, www.wallaceauditiontechnique.com. Let's welcome to the airwaves, Craig Wallace. Hi, Craig. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, I'm great. It's good to be here. Absolutely, it's wonderful to have you. Thank you. Craig, you are a 20-year industry professional. Huh? And I know you've had 20 years of experience. How did you How did you initially start in the business? Well, I started in the business on the studio side of things. I started as an assistant, a development assistant to a vice president. And from there I moved up in development. And development is about script. It's about working with the writers and developing the movies that get made. And I moved up to uh, creative executive, and then I moved up and was a vice president myself. And uh, then we moved from United Artists to Universal. And when I was there, I got very interested in casting. I became very good friends with the vice president of casting, and um, I just got really interested in that side of it. And long story short, after a certain amount of time, I became the vice president of casting and uh, at Universal, and um, she retired. And so I really got into new talent development and casting and really was intrigued and loved doing working on that part of it. And then um, we, all, <laughs> we all lost our jobs at Universal. Universal got sold uh, to another company. And oh. so I went back to school. And then from there, I came back into the business as a talent agent. Uh, a friend of mine, Joanne Halpern, was a talent agent at ICM, and she left to open up her own office, and she wanted to work with her friends, basically, and I'd, I'd never been an agent, but she trained me, and I spent the next four years doing that, um, and it was when I was there that I I really felt the call to start to teach. I, I would be asked every once in a while as an agent to come to different places and talk to actors, and 
what I realized when we do Q&As and all of this is that um, I could answer almost all of their questions. <laughs> and it was Ooh. sort of, you know, it was because of this sort of wealth of experience. And so I started to teach because teaching seemed to tie together everything that I'd done. It it, it put to good use all of the experience that I had, and it gratified me. I, I wasn't a, the happiest agent in the world. It wasn't my favorite job. So this sort of... Um, gave me an outlet, and then it, it took off. So I was able to leave the agency and, and do it full-time after a while. Fantastic. Um, you, I understand you created the Wallace Audition Technique after years of your experience in the business. What inspired you to come up with a, a specific technique? I think it was, you know, when I was an agent, it I would see day to day, you know, who was doing well and who wasn't and who was booking work and who was successful and who wasn't. And sometimes the people who who weren't getting work, who weren't scoring, were wonderful, wonderful actors. And sometimes the people that were weren't even as good as they were. And Ooh. so it was obvious that there were things that some people were doing in that room um, that were connecting and some things other people were doing in that room that weren't. And, and I remembered back from my casting days, you know, um, some of the things that would really uh, inspire me or inspire us to cast somebody or move them forward and, and some of the things that would sort of not resonate as strongly. And I, I took all of that information and put it into... Uh, creating this technique so that actors would have a way to get into the room, uh, bringing their strongest choices, their strongest self uh, to the role, and also bringing their strongest self into the room. Because, you know, we look at the person, too, not just the work. And um, I, I've sort of honed it over the years because casting has changed and evolved also. But, um, you know, there are certain things that are just required in an audition, and uh, I wanted to cover those, and yet I didn't. I wanted to create a technique that didn't stifle people creatively. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like, well, here's what you need to do, and you know, something that would become very robotic. So right. that's why I, I went ahead and did that. Now, what makes... What makes the Wallace audition technique different than just, say, a class in audition teaching? Well, I think a couple things. Um, the most important being that it comes from the point of view of the person that's going to be hiring you. And it includes... Oh. Uh, so it, it includes sort of what the casting directors are looking for, what the agent is looking for, what the producers are looking for, because I've done all those jobs. And it's um, it, it really is designed by a person, and I had a lot of help with it, by people uh, who will be hiring the actors for the job. So the point of view of it, it's um, it's a very pragmatic technique, because it's about one thing, you know, it's about getting a job and what you need to do to get that job. And, of course, there are creative elements in it because it's acting. But um, I think the difference between uh, the way I go about it and a lot of other people do is that uh, it comes from years of actually sitting there and seeing and uh, and sort of dissecting what it is that's successful and what it is that wasn't over a lot of years on being on the other side of the 
uh, other side of the desk from the actor. Right. Well, well, in your in your time, obviously as a as a audition teacher, what do you feel is that you hear the most is the biggest problem for actors with the audition process? What do they come in with, like having the most trouble with? Nerves. Oh. <laughs> See how long that took me to answer? Um, <laughs> yeah, nerves, 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 nerves. It's um. Yeah, it's a big deal, you know. It's it, it, a lot of it's how you look at auditioning, but a lot of actors go in and they put a lot of pressure on themselves. You know, if I don't get this job, um, my agent's going to drop me. I I need to, I need this person in here to love me. Uh, they put so much pressure on themselves, and I put an additional pressure on themselves a lot of times by thinking that the person or people in the room know what they're looking for. And, in fact, they don't. And that's a thing that actors do a lot to themselves. They they think that the people in there have it all figured out and that their job is to try to figure out what the people in the room are looking for and do that. But, see, the whole cosmic joke of the whole thing is that we're having a casting session because we don't know what we want. If we did, we'd just hire somebody. But we don't know what we want. So actors actually have a lot of freedom in auditions, but they don't look at it that way a lot of times. They they look at it that they're sort of being tested, that, you know, they something there's something that the, the people in the room are withholding and they have to figure it out. Um and that creates an intense amount of nerves and anxiety. Um, you feel so on the spot. You feel that you have a huge chance to get it wrong, when in fact in audition there is no right or wrong. We don't know what right or wrong is yet. That's why we're having a session. So um, a, a lot of times, you know, uh, you know, there's nerves and there's ner- there's sort of nerves that are acceptable because it's a process where you're walking into a room of strangers. And then there's mm-hmm. the nerves that people add to nerves. Okay, so since you're since you uh you kind of cater to the fact that you know you need them to understand that they they don't know what they want, that's why they're casting this. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of take each each student and kind of like um kind of get them to kind of encourage their uniqueness because sometimes that can get them in the role? Well, I think you're exactly right, and I, I would change the language a bit to say that's the only thing that's going to get them the role, right? Does that make sense? Because yes. you, you, what you have to offer is exclusively yours to offer. And so the whole um, formula behind a good audition begins with identifying the qualities that are yours that you feel most identify with the character on the page. And so what you have the opportunity to do in the, in the audition is to take what's on the page and make it yours. Um, and that's a little bit different, you know. It's not You're not performing the role. You're not trying to do what's right for the text. You're doing what's right for you because the people in the room need to see who you are and what you have to add to the role. What qualities are you bringing it? Why should they hire you? How interesting are you making it? So you're absolutely right. It's 
what actors have in the room that is the most important thing is their individuality but just as important what they need to have is an awareness of their individuality what are those things that make them up that are different than everybody else very good awesome advice uh can you run us through like a typical audition for an actor you know a, like kind of a step-by-step so that people that don't know what goes into an audition would understand what went into an audition? Sure. I mean, we can start um, with the moment you get your piece. And uh, so you get your piece and, you know, usually you pull it off the net and you know you're going in for the show and you'll get a little description of the character. And it's usually not much. It's usually something physical or having to do with the age. And then you get your material, you get your pages, and you usually don't get the whole script and you don't get the whole story. You only get the pages that you get. So your job then is to prepare the piece, and this is, of course, what I teach, so I'm not going to go into this for hours and hours, but um, your your job then, I could, your job then is to take the piece and to... You know, and to do what we were saying before, to find your way into it, to find what you want to add to it, to find uh, the qualities that are going to bring it alive for you, and then to work on the piece technically so that it's clean, so that it's easy to watch, so that you're listening well. And then when you're done with your preparation, you'll drive over to where the audition is, you'll sign in, and you'll probably spend a uh, delightful amount of time in the waiting room. And uh, the waiting room is its own special challenge, you know. Um, You're there with the 30, 40, 50 other actors who are going into audition for the role. It can bring up uh, a lot of insecurities and a lot of nervousness. You know, some actors go in and try to psych everybody else out and things like this. So you really have to be together and very confident in your work and in yourselves to sort of just stay present and stay... Uh, strong in the waiting room, and then they'll bring you in. And if if it's an audition uh, for the casting director, that's what we call a pre-read. So it will be just the casting director in the room and or perhaps his or her assistant. And you'll walk in and they'll say hello and you'll say hello back and you'll figure out where to be. There'll be a chair, you'll stand, there'll be a camera. So you'll, you know, they'll set all that up for you. And then they'll just They'll ask you if you have any questions and just say begin. And you'll read either directly with the casting director or with the assistant or the reader. And the one thing that you have to know as an actor and the one thing that's so necessary in your preparation is to know that these people reading with you aren't generally other actors, nor do they give you a lot. You know, they normally read kind of fast and kind of flat. And so it's up to you to sort of bring everything into the room and to have relationships that you've established with the other characters so that when you're listening to them kind of droning on at you quickly, um, you're actually reacting to the richness of the relationship that you've established. Um, So then you'll do that, and they perhaps will give you an adjustment. An adjustment is just sort of a redirect to say, okay, that was nice, I'd like to see this part maybe a little angrier or this part a little sadder, and uh, you'll ask questions if you have them, because sometimes the adjustments can be a little vague, and it's well within your rights to ask. And uh, then you'll deliver the adjustment to them, and um, 
then generally they say goodbye. But, you know, oddly they don't. You know, auditions always end a little strangely. (laughs) Basically what they say on the other end is thank you. And that's always a weird moment, you know, because we're not sort of programmed to hear thank you and then leave. You know, thank you is usually an invitation to stay and continue. But in audition, thank you is is, uh, what you hear when it's time to go. So stay in the room and just, you know, end your audition. Say thank you. You know, it was really nice to be here. End strong, right? Don't run out. And you'll leave the room and and hopefully not faint. And, um, and, you know, you, you will have completed the process. It's a very... You know, as you might have heard me describe this, and there's a lot more to it, but one of the reasons to have an audition technique that you can really lean on is if you were struck at all when I was talking that this entire process is solitary. Mm-hmm. Right? Nobody's there. Nobody's helping. Nobody's uh, giving you any guidance or direction in your preparation, outside the room, or in the room. And so it really takes, and we see this a lot in rooms from people who who don't really have a very strong way of working. It's kind of, they get very nervous, and it's kind of easy to knock them over, you know. Um, so you have to be very strong and confident that what you're bringing into the room is the strongest set of possibilities that you have to offer. And if you feel that way, um you know, it will provide you with the strength that you need to get through this very, uh, what can be a very intimidating, but very um, singular and solitary process. Yeah, it sounds intimidating, you're right. <laughs> yeah, um, it can be, it can be. The um, the Wallace, I know you, you've taught a lot, of, uh, a lot of stars and a lot of people in the business, mm-hmm. and... Was there ever anyone that was in your class that, that that they were so good but their nerves were not allowing them to give what their uniqueness was and you were able to get them past that? Yeah, and I think that that's probably the, um, uh, again, as I said before, the biggest thing. there. A lot of times, and you'll hear this from a lot of people in the business, and I know it from other parts of the business too, especially being an agent, that this is so much more than just being a great actor. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be able to to deliver that in a room. You have to be able to make decisions about a piece blind. You have to have the confidence to do that. You've got to sweat out waiting rooms. You have to have this whole package and I know when I was an agent, we represented some people who were spectacular actors. They just break your heart. I mean, they were wonderful. But they, they, there were just parts of the process they couldn't get a handle on, and usually it had to do with nerves. That's one of the reasons why, you know, I thought to start teaching while I was an agent. I was so, when you're an agent, you're very tied to your clients, you know. And and I would see this happening, and it was just so maddening, you know, because you knew they were better than most of the other people there. They just didn't have the chance to deliver it. And and I have. I've worked with a lot of people in class who've gone on to do some very nice things um, who before that would have very, very bad problems with nerves. One of them is a man named Adam Mayfield. He was a great guy, and he he was on All My Children for a few years. And... I had him in class before that, and he would have 
um, problems with nerves and psyching himself out and preparing really well and really beautifully, but having it all just sort of go away when he was in the room. And we worked very, very hard together uh, over a period of time. And when it came, he got this uh, chance for all my children. He had to go through, I think, like seven auditions. And uh, his mm-hmm. final audition was a test, um, a screen test, and they they flew him to New York. And the test was on the set, and he actually auditioned with an actress from the show on the actual set, full hair, full makeup, about six hours. And wow. you know, just putting him through this and putting him through this. And, and he passed, obviously. He got the role, but it was, you know, a true test of if he had, uh, you know, kind of gotten by the worst part of his nerves. And uh, a lot of what I worked with with Adam is, a lot of what I work with with a lot of people is there is always going to be nerves in this process. You're always going to be a little bit of nervous. You have to accept that. And I think actors a lot of times try to fight all their nerves, and they get very hard on themselves and very judgmental and saying, well, you know, I shouldn't be nervous because I know this or I worked on this. And and they kind of do this to themselves, right? They're really beating themselves up. And yet there's a certain amount of nerves that are acceptable just because we're human. You know, we have these fight-or-flight mechanisms built into us, and we just do, right? You don't get a choice in that. And and walking into a room with a, a group of people who you don't know into a strange environment sort of um, activates the flight mechanism within us, and that creates a little bit of the nerves. And you know what? That's okay. Um, right. We see, and, and as, as I said before, there's the nerves that are okay, uh, but there are also the nerves that we add to nerves. Uh, you know, right. the feeling of being judged, the desperation, the this and the that. Those we can deal with. Those we can say, okay, now, you're adding to this. You're more nervous than just somebody who's got a little fight or flight going on. <laughs> what What is going on with you? Um and a lot, and, and it's different for all people. But what you have to do with nerves is get to the root cause. You know, nerves just don't exist for no reason. So you get to the root cause. You find what the doubt is. You find what the fear is, and you work on that. And then the nerves tend to just have no reason to be. And I, Adam and I went through a couple of years of that. And um, and he was one that was just he was maddening to me in class sometimes because he was so good and and, and I knew that's not what he was doing in rooms and uh, we really had to just stay with it but it was you know to his credit he just wouldn't stop and he we he made me work really hard so you know when this sort of large opportunity came up um, he was ready fantastic well it's definitely a testament to you. Uh, what I was going to ask, since you were talking about soaps and all my children, do you believe that the audition process for being on a soap is kind of more challenging than movies because of the amount of work and pages and of dialogue that they have to do day in and day out? I mean, it doesn't take a week to film one episode. It takes, yeah. like... Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and that's sort of reflective in, in soap auditions because they give you a ton of pages in a soap audition, much more than they normally will for a pilot or for a movie. Um, yeah, they're really looking to see that you're up to that, you know, because that is your day-to-day job. And uh, they do. They they require, they demand a lot more um, 
technical. I think that's the thing with soap auditions. You have to be technically really on top of things too because they're looking to see if you're up to the technical demands of the uh, of the day-to-day job. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know okay. all of the cast. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You, all of the cast. I said all of the casting processes have their own challenge. You know, movies are so important, and you have to go through so many steps for movies. And pilots are probably the most nerve-wracking. You know, you you can go through eight or nine auditions for a pilot, and and your last one is a test, and it's it's a network test that usually takes place in a conference room with about forty people. Um, you know, and that's that's the pilot process is very very nerve-wracking. Uh, to get through, and it can take two weeks, three weeks, um, you know, your future sort of hanging in the balance on every step. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, when, you, when you're when you up for things like uh, like Adam was for a contract role on a soap or a series regular or a large part in a movie, man, you got to be over your feet. And a lot of times the person who gets the job is the last one standing, the person who didn't crumble. That's interesting. That's that's an interesting quote. Um, you have worked with a lot of stars who have used your technique. For one, Caitlin Jenkins on Bunhead, as mm-hmm. well as Dale Rowell on True Blood. Mm-hmm. What do you believe is like the number one rule that all actors need to learn before going to any audition? Mm. Um. I would say, I mean, there's so many, but force me to pick one. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Can I cheat and do two? Uh, one of them, I, I would say yes, the most can. important thing is we're looking for you. We're looking for you. We're looking for what you have to add to the role. We're looking for what you're bringing to the party. We're looking for you. We don't know what we're looking for. We're looking for you. And I think, I'll just say that. I mean, I've got others. But that, I think, is the most important thing. Because if you know that, it frees you to say, whoa, I've got an opportunity to shine in this room. I've got an opportunity to bring myself into this room and show these people what I'm made of. And in fact, you do. But so many actors don't believe that. They really think we're holding out on them. They really think we know and we're just not telling. But it's not true. And so if it were one thing I would say is we are looking for you. What a great what a great ending. Um sending it. Excellent, excellent advice. Thank you Thank so you. much for spending this time with us and uh this informative it's very informative. Anyone who uh, who needs to know about the audition process should know quite well what it, what it entails now. Um, uh, but I, I thank you for your time, and it was it was wonderful to have you. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a have a great day. And you too. Thanks. It was wonderful to be with you. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Bye now. Goodbye. This will conclude our interview with uh, Craig Wallace. Have a great day. Fantastic.